what we can bring to the table, all of our team, we have the background that most of these small communities would not be able to afford to tap into. And, you know, because we are federally funded, we are there at no charge to these small communities. I believe that, that Communities Unlimited is absolutely the best kept secret in our seven state region. Welcome to Small Talk with Communities Unlimited, our podcast. We are on to episode 12. My name is Chris Baker. It continues our August National Water Quality Month theme. And I'm speaking to two people who are very, uh, very well versed in water quality in the water industry. I'm on the uh, line with Gaylene Riley. She is our Oklahoma State Coordinator. And Karen Conrad, Area Director of Central States. Karen and Gaylene, welcome. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here. I appreciate y'all taking the time because I know that uh, you're very busy and sitting down for the podcast. I I wanted to get you guys' insight on not only water quality, but the work that Communities Unlimited does in the water industry. So I think probably we can start and give people a brief overview of, Karen, I guess we'll start with you, how you got to where you're doing and what it is you do at Communities Unlimited. Give us a little bit of your history. Well, uh, in a different life, I worked at a water treatment plant uh, in a medium-sized city that served, uh, still serves about 80,000 people. And I started as a midnight shift operator and worked my way up over a time, became the water plant superintendent. It was a, and it still is, a water treatment facility that treats uh, surface water, what they call surface water, meaning rivers and lakes and that kind of thing. And not only do they do that, but they also have uh, groundwater and groundwater treatment, which means they treat wells, well water. That was a very stressful kind of job because one of the things that most people don't think about is in water treatment, making the water potable for the public and drinkable. It's you have to it has to run continuously, number one. You have to have water pressure all the time, and people are gonna drink it, meaning Gosh, if you make a mistake at a water treatment plant, you could impact their health. And there's a lot of uh, new pathogens and new chemicals that they're treat that they're finding and that's contaminating the water. I'm really grateful, honest to goodness, that I'm not actually in that field anymore because it was very, very stressful. I was on call for 18 years, 24 seven and never really got a break from it. And so I like to look at this Communities Unlimited position as being like kind of a, well, it's it's just a fun, it's fun work and it's gratifying because I still get to help communities find uh, ways to get their water cleaned up or clean it up for drinkability and that kind of thing. And so that's really my background. I, I can't actually came from that side of what I call the unsung heroes. Because if you're if you work in a water treatment facility, whether it's a drinking water facility or a wastewater treatment facility, you are an unsung hero. 
people don't know you're there, but you're doing great work every day, every day, 24-7. Gaylene Riley is our Oklahoma State Coordinator. Gaylene, tell us a little bit about uh, the job of a state coordinator. Okay, my role is the Oklahoma State Coordinator um, here. I'm I'm very blessed to have a good team. Um, we have four technical assistance providers that are out working with the communities and, and helping them with their needs. And um, I oversee the work that they do. I help them to determine which grant we're going to use to fund our work in those communities, providing training. My background is from the USDA side. I retired from USDA as a loan specialist. And in that role, I underwrote a lot of the loans and grants for the construction projects that were funded. So I had that perspective coming in to see you and then coming in as a technical assistance provider or a TAP, uh, working with communities, I I got a whole new view of how those systems work and a whole new appreciation for those operators. Like Karen said, they are unsung heroes. So here in Oklahoma, you know, we try to provide support to those systems through helping them with funding applications, helping them with all the background work that they need to have in place so that they're more likely to be funded through those agencies. I do still work with some projects, so I get to have a little bit of that fun. There's a lot of administrative type work in my in my role uh, here in this position. Uh, but the work with the communities, is that is the fun part of, of our job. Um, sometimes it's a challenging part, but it's, it's so rewarding when we help them through a problem and help them get funding for a project that they need so that they can better protect the environment or or make the water safer to drink. That's kind of my background and, and what I'm doing here at, at Communities Unlimited and love the work. And, and like I said, I'm blessed to have a very good team to work with. I agree with you. I think you have a great team. And I, speaking with them, one of the things that I kind of learned was that, I mean, and I knew this, but I didn't really fully understand it. Water and wastewater it has got a lot of layers to it. And I will tell you one of the things that I discovered quickly when I first come to work at uh, Communities Unlimited was that there's a lot of work that goes into when you turn on the tap and you get clean water. Isn't that funny, Chris? I, I'm going to jump in. One of the things that I can tell you, having been from the water treatment side, is that I always believed, and I still kind of do, that as long, when people go to their, their drinking water faucet and they turn that tap on and they never give it one thought about whether the water's going to be there or what the quality's about or that it's good or it, you, you know what I mean? They just drink it and don't give it any thought. I knew then that my job was had been well done. That's just one of those things where there are so many different types of treatment that are required in any type of water treatment system that people don't have any idea about. I used to give plant tours in, uh, in the town where I worked, and they'd always get a real kick out of it, and it changed their life. When they, I mean, I say that, now that's just my perception, but they would see all of the steps and all of the necessary testing and how the water had to go through this major process to get to their tap that I think it, it changed their, their perception of water for the rest of their lives. And, and that's another thing, you know, I'm big on 
uh, water is life. You know, that's always been something I've said for everybody because really, truly, we are, we are required. I think we as the general population, we always have to keep in mind water is there and it's, and it's, it's finite and we need to take care of it however we can, whether it's for recreational purposes, you know, from the standpoint of a small community treating wastewater or from us being out drinking and, and carousing on the, the area rivers and making sure we don't leave any trace that we were there. Keep the, the stream clean, that kind of thing. I'm just a big, big environmental person. That's I think that's why I'm in this field. Actually, good was the answer to my next question is, why do you do what you do? I mean, and, and there you answered it. So, Gaylene, what's your answer? I've always said that if you work in the water industry, you have to have a passion for it or you're not going to last. And um, that was true even with working with the community programs when I was at USDA. It was like we were looked at as we were the weird we were the weird ones that wanted to work in the water and wastewater projects because who wants to go to a sewer plant, <laughs> you know? But when you have a passion for it, then you don't want to do anything else. And, um, you know, helping these small communities meet the needs of their citizens by making sure that they have safe drinking water and that they're treating the wastewater, it is almost like a calling. It's not just a job and it's not even just a career. It's really a calling on your life and it's a, and it's a passion. There's not anything else that I've ever thought about that I would prefer to do than the work that I've done in the, in the connected to the water industry. It's kind of almost, I feel like it's my mission to, to let people know how important that those men and women who work in water treatment plants and wastewater treatment plants, and even in their offices, how important that those people are, the work that they do. And they're humble people. They don't blow their own horn and they don't uh, talk a lot about what they do. And that's why the people that go to their tap and turn the water on and they have no idea what goes into it. Um, because those people are just humble. They're just out there doing their jobs. That's how they look at it. But they're some of the most important public health officials that there are. And if they mess up, it can cause a lot of damage to a lot of people. You know, they don't look at it that way. They, they just look at it as they're doing, they're doing their job. Gaylene Riley, who's the Oklahoma State Coordinator, Karen Conrad, who is our area director uh, in Central, is what we call it here at Communities Unlimited. Uh, they are both on the environmental team. Small Talk with Communities Unlimited is a podcast you're listening to now. August is National Water Quality Month. And I wanted to ask you guys who have experience in the field, who have a, uh, attained a certain level where you're overseeing teams and you've been through the process, you've seen the nitty and the gritty. What can people, communities, um, organizations do to either ensure their water quality or assist it? And how does Communities Unlimited fall into that fold? Can anybody speak to that? One of the things that I see and have seen for years is that uh, the company that I worked for uh, had really deep pockets. And when it came to the new regulations and uh, being able to meet uh, all the, the legal requirements and all the EPA new rules and regulations, it was no big deal to them because they had very deep pockets. But what we see, and I'm going to speak generally here, but the small communities don't have that that type of, of 
deep pocket or they don't have an unlimited amount of funds that they can throw towards the new regulations to get them back in compliance and and be able to uh, to meet all the regulations and requirements. But what we can bring to the table, all of our team, we have the background that most of these small communities would not be able to afford to tap into. And, you know, because we are federally funded, we are there at no charge to these small communities. I believe that that Communities Unlimited is absolutely the best kept secret in our seven state region. People just haven't really heard about us yet, but we can come in and help these communities figure out a path to get back into compliance or sometimes we hear about these regulations and they're coming down the pike. We can help these 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 communities and small systems plan for their future so that they can meet those regulations when they're actually put into place. Gaylene and her staff will go in and help communities figure out where they are financially and uh, help them with managerial issues, stuff that, that these, a lot of times the small communities will have the neighborhood person uh, someone local who says, well, I that sounds like a good job. And they go in and they become the clerk and they don't really have a, much background in it. We can come in and help them with that, help them set up bookkeeping systems and how to how to calculate where they are, how to what kind of rates, water and sewer rates they should charge. And and then when it comes to the technical side, if the taps don't know what the answer is, they have a lot of people in the background that they can go to. And if they don't know the answer, they know somebody that does. And that's where we shine. And I just think that more people finding out about organizations like us, it's just going to help in the future as these regulations get more and more rigid for the communities to, to try to comply with. Gaylene, I yeah. know that your team uh, recently did a kind of an outreach um, with uh, where they went and there was there was children involved where they were showing them about water runoff. Do you find that those outreach efforts like that are a way to really touch the community like in a real person as opposed to doing behind the scenes work and maybe making people realize how important their water is? I don't think you can ever over educate whether it's children or adults, on the importance of, of water quality, where the water comes from, you know, the whole water table issue and how to protect the environment. I do think that those outreach events that our staff did, those kids are going to remember that. It really does make a difference because it causes them to think about where their water comes from and, and what's in their water. You know, if they're out in the lake, they're, they're going to be a little bit more protective of that water when they know that that's what they're eventually going to be drinking. I don't think we can share enough information uh, with the public. I don't think we can overshare. I think we need to do more of that so that that people understand where their water's coming from, what it takes to to provide that water. You know, some of the things that Karen was talking about with the regulations and the burden that that is sometimes on smaller systems, we try to look at those new requirements that are coming down, like the lead service line replacement. They have to have an inventory done by October of 2024. We knew that a lot of the small systems we were working with had not 
they haven't even given that a thought because they only have one or two operators. They don't have a lot of extra time to do anything. So, you know, a lot of them, we knew we're going to be behind the eight ball on that. And so we started last year using that as some of our training topics when we do operator certification renewal training, just to, to make those systems aware. We've done that as board training, you know, to make them aware of these requirements that are coming their way so that they can start to prepare for it and not get caught kind of blindsided whenever it's, you know, they have to turn something in and, and then they're out of compliance because they didn't take enough time to get it done in time. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's a big educational component to what we do. And whether it's going in and setting with that office manager and helping her set up her billing system or accounting system or uh, walking through the plant with the operator and pointing out things that, you know, might get them in trouble with compliance. Everything we do is is kind of, it, it all boils down to training and assistance. And a lot of people, they, they don't have the background to really be in the role that they're in. They're doing their best. And if we can come along and spend some time with them and give them a little guidance, then it helps them on their way. And and then they can kind of protect their, their system a little better. I'm going to ask you guys a, a question and I'm giving you a heads up. So I want to give you a second to think about it. I'm going to ask you kind of a pie in you know, the sky question. Like if you could change something or if, if you could have one result, what would it be? Okay, in the water, wastewater industry. But I want to reset everybody and let them know that you're listening to Small Talk, the podcast from Communities Unlimited. It's designed to empower rural communities, emerging communities, give you a chance to hear from the resources, some of the names you may see on a form. These are the real people you could be working with as well. Karen Conrad is our area director uh, for the central region, and Gaylene Riley is the Oklahoma State coordinator. So I hope I stalled enough there, ladies, to uh, ask you my question. My question is, if there was one thing that you could let people walk away with, whether it be an interaction with you, with Communities Unlimited, about water and maybe even water quality, if it may be the case, can you give me a brief, like, this is what I want people to know. From my perspective, because I've been with Communities Unlimited since 07, and um, one of the things that I would want people to realize is they may not know everything, but there are resources out there to help. We are here to help. And there is an, I truly believe if you don't have a passion for this work, then you're not going to be very good at it. And everybody that I work with, everyone at Communities Unlimited, they love what they do. And when you love what you do, you do it well, generally speaking. And really, truly, I believe that if there was a way to get that that out there, that knowledge to these small communities a little louder so that they understood that there are people out there that can help, you know, and when they get stuck on something, we can, we can send our staff in and give them a, a hand up and help them out of whatever predicament or whatever problem they may be facing. And I believe that we are truly the best kept secret in our seven state area and our cap as a general rule is one of the best kept secrets. Chris, the only thing I would add, I agree totally with what Karen said about just wanting people to know that we're here to help them. We have a diverse background of experiences and we work as a team. So if, if one of us has a project and we're encountering some need or some 
problem. If one of us doesn't have that background, we we come in and work as a team. You know, we have a lot of projects where if it's a, a wastewater treatment plant operational issue, you know, we, we reach out to Lucas. He's got that background. He comes in and, and helps us and gives us guidance so that we can help that community. And we all work as a team that way. So, you know, Julie has a management background. Tammy has a management background. She has a, a CDBG background. I have USDA background. Bradley has the Indian Health Services background. So, you know, we work together. I hate to sound arrogant about this, but there's not a problem we can't help a system with because we will be there for them for the long haul. You know, however long it takes, we, we try to continue to work with them until we till we overcome that challenge. It is a team effort. That's why we're an environmental team. And I had somebody say something one day about, oh, so-and-so is a rock star. That gets thrown around a lot. Oh, you're a rock star. And I, I told them, I said, in Oklahoma, we don't have any rock stars because rock stars have egos. We're a team. And uh, so we all work together. Um, the only other thing I would want people to come out of this with is knowing the true value of the water. We have to take care of it for people to know the value of the water that they're being provided so that they understand that they need to put a priority on paying their payment to the water utility and being supportive when the, the rates need to be adjusted and being supportive of projects that need to be done and paying the employees a livable wage. You know, that's it all goes together there as recognizing the value of that service. Thank you, Gaylene, because really, truly, of all the things that might help overall for water and wastewater systems is for everyone to really, truly understand the value of water. Because I, I liken it whenever I would be talking to a board or something, I would always ask, you know, when people would complain about, you know, the rates were going to have to go up and all that stuff, you know, no one complains much about, you know, their internet uh, service, their satellite, whatever service they've got, or their cable, or gosh, their cell phone bill. But, you know, it, it costs money to, to run a water utility. And if people really valued water for what it really, really is, then they'd have a whole different perception of it. And it would make all of our jobs a little easier, I think. The value of water is, is the key thing here. Thank you, Gaylene. That, that was a perfect statement. Water quality encompasses so much. You know, it's not just for drinking water purposes. It's to make sure that wastewater treatment plants adequately treat it. Because honest to goodness, when I got in the field, it was one of those things where the water just came in and it went out. It flowed out, you know, and nobody really cared a lot what happened, on, what happened to it between the time it came in and went out. With drinking water, they do. They do care. They care that, you know, uh, because people are going to consume it. And they treat it, they drink it, then it goes out through the wastewater system, and the next town treats it, and then they drink it, and it goes out. It's like, <laughs> think about that. That's pretty wild. You know, people use that. They not only drink it, but they play in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say when I was I, I was really young and the first time that I went with a USDA group to a big meeting with DEQ here in Oklahoma, he was talking about water reuse and he was talking about, you know, treating wastewater for drinking water. And oh, my gosh, that just grossed me out so bad and everything. But then a few years later, it's like, well, it makes perfect sense because all these systems, you know, once I got into working with more with these systems, and realized they all treat the lake water 
for drinking water. It's played in. And then these same towns have wastewater treatment plants that discharge into little creeks that run right back into the lake. So that's just, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of the circle of life for water is, you know, like Karen said, these towns treat the lake water for drinking water and then it goes out through their wastewater system back into the lake and the next town downstream pulls it and treats it and you know that's that's water reuse or water recycling so i don't work in the same department as you guys do but i get to see the work that you do so i know you're not going to toot your own horns so i'll do it i do think that you guys are also unsung heroes and your staff as well because of the exact reason you just said the uh, value of water it takes a team and that team can be from different organizations but you guys are right there in the fight with them as well and i i'm thoroughly impressed in the time that i've learned here about what you guys do it is impressive because i didn't know anything about it beforehand Well, you know what we say, we say that if you love the work that you do, you never work a day in your life. You know, if you love your job, you never really work. It's just a, it's a joy. Most days it's a joy. And I think Gaylene can agree with me that it's, uh, it's, it's really gratifying the kind of work that we do. You're there to help people. And I think that's, that's the big thing with our team is everyone has kind of a servant's heart. You know, we're, we're there to, to help others. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, Karen Conrad, the area director for the Central Region, Gaylene Riley, Oklahoma State Coordinator. And uh, we'll be back with a new episode next week of Small Talk with Communities Unlimited. Mm-hmm.